Managing a construction supply chain is complex with challenges such as limited transparency, complexity and variability in demand and supply. The COVID-19 pandemic has further exacerbated these challenges, resulting in supply chain disruptions and delays. However, the decision to adopt innovative approaches can improve supply chain efficiency and ensure successful project delivery despite supply chain challenges. I'm Amy Kotman, and you're listening to Baker Hosts. Joining us today is partner Michael Cortez. Michael specializes in representing real estate owners, architects, contractors, and energy companies in complex commercial and industrial construction projects. He has extensive experience negotiating construction contracts and is a frequent author and speaker on construction law topics. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thanks, Amy. It's great to be here. Michael, given the state of the current real estate and construction market in the U.S., how and why has the current supply chain crisis impacted the real estate and construction market? In other words, how did we get here? Great question. Yes. And it's one I've been dealing with a lot in the past two or three years. And to put it succinctly, it's, it's the imbalance of supply and demand caused by labor and material shortages. There's just this incongruity of the different you know, amounts of supplies that are available versus what people need to build projects. And frankly, it was going on before COVID, and, but the pandemic just sort of threw gasoline on the fire. It just, it just sort of accelerated a lot of, a lot of issues that I know people in the construction and real estate industry were talking about prior to COVID, which was not enough trade workers, truck drivers, Material suppliers then didn't have enough people to 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 make things to 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 cut the lumber to cut the pipe to do those sorts of things, and it was leading to this increasing slowdown in inventory. And we had had this before COVID. There was a, a steel shortage and a lumber shortage, a couple two or three years before COVID. But again, you know the the, the COVID just really kind of accelerated the issues that that brought this all about. And essentially, what all that did was reduce inventory and reduce the, the distribution or the, the ability to distribute materials in, in the construction market. And, and the pandemic, what that did was really exacerbate the problem of this inability to distribute materials all over the world. Because as you recall, what happened in China, even prior to 2020, was the exporting of PPE all over the world was taking up all the shipping containers and the manufacturing ability of China, which is a huge source of, of shipping and, and materials that are put into construction projects. So that took away a lot of that ability to, to make uh, and, and supply construction materials, which strained an already strained material shortage issue. And then obviously, you know, what happened in the United States, we all know what happened was you know, there was a, there was a pretty steep and, and and sharp economic slowdown, the Great Resignation, you know, the layoffs caused by the pandemic, and you know which led again to less materials available, less production, less shipping, and and fewer people working in the workforce and in construction and in, in in a lot of different industries. So this slowdown really is what kind of led us to where we are in the construction industry as far as being able to rely on, on the supply chain to get the materials needed to build project, projects. So the bottom line really is the how and the why is 
it's really impacted the ability to predict the cost and availability of construction labor and materials. And if you can't do that in this market, that causes issues as far as being able to reliably build projects on time and to any sort of budget. For example, a 2022 uh, AGC or Associated General Contractor Survey, uh, which is a construction industry trade group that tracks just about everything in the construction industry. Back at the end of 2021, they asked this question, what was the main reason for the project postponement or cancellation in 2021 to their, to their people? And 48% said it was because of rising costs, 16% because of reduced funding, and 11% delays were, would be likely in the completion dates. And, that, and those data points are important because this was just at the end of 2021 when a lot of these things were finally starting to catch up to the market. Um, and with COVID and, and the supply chain shortages, I, at least for me, I didn't see a lot of the shortages really start to impact till mid to late 2021. And then it just got worse. And so a lot of, a lot of companies were, were really not understanding what the issue was until late 2021 or 2022. For example, in, with specific price escalation issues that were going on in 2021, the price of steel mill products went up 127%. And just about any other material used in the construction industry were going up 20, 30, 40, 50%. And so those were really kind of the issues that people were dealing with and, and how how it kind of impacted the construction and real estate market was people were getting hammered with these really long delay times up to you know, eight to 10 months, depending on what type of material it was, plus these you know, 30, 40, 50, almost you know, 127% increases in costs that were hitting their, their construction projects that they had already started at the beginning of 2021 or late in 2020. And no one had predicted this or priced this into their prices that they gave to build these products, nor in the schedules that they had given owners and lenders to build these projects. So what specific issues have emerged as hot topics for owners and contractors as a result of this supply chain crisis? Well, as I mentioned, really, the, the main, you know, the biggest issue really comes down to that contractors cannot control prices of materials and lead times for delivery of these materials. So what this has really led to was a real challenge to try to identify what these prices and what these lead times are and, and what's the risk allocation between the parties involved and, and how do you allocate those in contracts? How do you allocate those in, in prices? You know, how do you balance those? And it goes from everything from very little thought to it to very detailed provisions and very detailed analysis of how to deal with that. And so what really the issues, the hot topics that I've been dealing with almost since day one of you know, the pandemic and, and the supply chain crisis has been force majeure. You know, how do you deal with that in the contract? Probably prior to 2020, force majeure was an important topic, but it wasn't at basically the top three clauses that I had to deal with uh, on a daily basis. So you had force majeure. You know, how do you allocate the price risk? Who's going to take that risk? Who should take that risk? You know, the delays, you know, what's causing those delays? What specific market 
is, is delayed for certain types of laborers needed depending on the market. Because, for example, in, in, uh, during COVID, single-family homes were very busy. Commercial real estate had almost come to a crawl, but single-family homes out, outside of the city, which is where people were moving during COVID to work from home, there was unprecedented you know, booms in residential construction in places that there had never been outside of the main city areas and rural areas, Iowa, Montana, Colorado, places like that that hadn't really dealt with that before so they didn't have the infrastructure or the labor market to deal with it so those really all those issues led to various hot topics and issues as i mentioned you know another one liquidated damages liquidated damages clause in what those are are basically charges that are assessed against the contractor for late delivery of the project and when you're dealing with unpredictable schedules because of supply chain delays, that becomes a huge issue. You know, again, those clauses were in contracts before COVID, but they've become extremely highly negotiated since COVID. Contingency amounts, in other words, what kind of contingency amount or cost does the contractor have in their price? Is it sufficient? Is it not? Are they not taking into account the fluctuation in, in certain materials, things like that? And then savings, you know, buyout savings for contractors, meaning, you know, if the costs come in less for the subcontractors than they have in their price, who gets that savings and how do you, how do you allocate that cost or savings? And again, prior to COVID, that was, you know, savings was an important part of any construction contract, but now it's just, it's become very highly negotiated because it is an important risk to deal with that is more of a problem than it was prior to COVID. Michael, what strategies are being used right now to improve supply chain management in the construction industry? Well, a lot of a lot of things. I think uh, a lot of these things were just good construction industry practices to begin with, but they've become even more important now. Uh, for example, price or bid expirations. Contractors have started to put expiration times or periods on their bids saying, well, this price is only good for 30 days, 10 days, seven days. I've seen some more prices. They say the prices are only good for eight hours or 10 hours because that's how much prices were jumping on certain types of materials. So those, you know, those sorts of things as far as if you're a contractor. Early start, in other words, finding out where the funding is coming from, is there storage available for materials if we order them early? Because that's an issue. If you order a, a lot of materials and the site isn't ready, well, then where do you put these materials? If it's wood or something like that, it's going to be exposed to the elements. And if you haven't built a project where it's enclosed, well, that's a problem. And many lenders won't pay for materials that aren't delivered to the site. So you have to, to negotiate that issue. And then a lot of material suppliers during COVID increased their requirements for deposits. Who pays the deposit? Should the owner pay it? Should the contractor pay it? How, you know, what do you do? How, how do you figure that out? So that, that's an important strategy. Another one, uh, pre-construction or what we call uh, value engineering. All the parties from the architect to the contractor to the owner 
getting together to try to figure out if there's different ways to design this project, to build this project, to affect some cost savings or, or delay the time needed to build it. It's called value engineering. And so that process has become a lot more focused. There's specific contractual strategies that you can deal with, and, and, and we could talk a little bit more about that later. But a lot of the things that I've already been talking about now are things that you can negotiate into your contract. So just dealing with those risks, whether it be through force majeure, liquidated damages, uh, sharing of costs, I mean, sharing of savings, sharing of the contingencies, figuring out, you know, those sorts of things in the schedule and in the contract and how you're going to negotiate those specific contractual clauses in your contract to deal with the supply chain issues. Another strategy is um, relationships. I've seen a lot of uh, contractors really lean on a lot of relationships in the industry to help them through a hard time. If you take care of me on this project, I'll take care of you on the next one. You know, I know it's going to you may lose a little bit of money on this one and I'll get you on the next one. Yeah, so the, the relationship business is, is extremely important in construction and real estate. And at least early on, I saw a lot of that during COVID. There was a lot of things that weren't addressed in the contract, contracts that were negotiated a year or two years before COVID. But there was still a lot of cooperation and, and the ability to kind of leverage those relationships to, to help the project get done. I'm seeing less of it now. <laughs> I think patience has worn a little bit thin on that, doing a little more claims, a little more litigation. Uh, and, and so that may be a little bit less of a, a strategy that's been employed than it was early on. Another strategy is termination and suspension. If a project just is, isn't gonna work, you need to negotiate something into your contract or a side deal that says, look, this project just isn't going to work for either one of us. We need to figure out a way to terminate this or suspend it for a certain period of time. So that's an important you know, strategy is to be able to give both parties uh, a way out if, if, if it's needed. How have you negotiated clauses to ensure successful project delivery despite this unprecedented supply chain challenges we've seen over the last three years? Well, first, in general, Construction industry forms like the AIA or the American Institute of Architects forms of contracts, for example, don't really adequately address price escalation or, or labor shortage. There's, there's general references to it, but it's, it's limited and doesn't really adequately address the risks uh, involved. There is, and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention that the consensus docs does have an amendment number one under their 200.1 form that gen again generally addresses the material uh, price escalation issue, but you really need to roll up your sleeves and, and, and do you know a, a good review of your contract and, and, and negotiate the price adjustment clauses. And there are three general types: what I call blank check. In other words, you get day one cost one of every price escalation and delay general certainty, meaning you kind of figure out these different thresholds for risk assessment. In other words, do you split the cost if there's a certain increase in, in, in cost uh, or, or delay? Is there some sort of percentage-based responsibility? Let's say the prices go up 10% or 15% or whatever number you negotiate to try to figure out a percentage-based threshold of responsibility. 
and then how do you adjust your time or your schedule in the event of a supply chain delay? And that can go into your general delay clauses. But again, I think for specific materials, I think you need to have specific language that addresses certain materials and, and certain delays that, that might be anticipated at, at the onset of the project. And then, you know, the third type is a limited certainty that you have a very specific clause that addresses just about everything. You know, what types of materials, the delays involved with it, the price, uh, the risk allocation of those prices, and, and are just very, very detailed down to substitution rights, for example. I've negotiated that sort of language in price adjustment clauses that says, well, if the prices are going to go over a certain amount, then let's discuss it and maybe... I, as the owner, can choose a different type of dishwasher or a different type of cabinet or a different type of you know, flooring or whatever it is that's causing the issue. That's when you get very specific about a price adjustment clause. Another type of clause that would help this, this issue a lot is uh, force majeure. Most states, force majeure is defined by the contract. So you need to have very specific clauses about what is a force majeure and, and what's not a force majeure. So that's very important notice provisions, making sure that you have given proper notice and timely notice for these types of price escalation or force majeure or whatever it might be. So there can be as much communication as possible about it. And then termination or suspension rights. If certain prices go over a certain time period or delays are going to go over a certain threshold, can you, you know, negotiate certain rights to be able to terminate or suspend your projects until prices level out or until you can negotiate a different type of you know agreement as far as what the price of, or the schedule is so you know again in contracts there are termination and suspension rights but not specific to this issue and the more specific you can be i think the better you're off you know allocating your risk among, among the parties that should be allocating those risks or bearing those risks Clearly, this is a very challenging environment, and these projects still need to be built. Michael, what are your top strategies that we can do in order to manage the supply chain and labor shortage challenges facing the industry? Um, sure, yes. There, there's really, I think, five that come to my mind. One, stay informed and keep up with material price escalation and supply chain disruptions. Keep up with, in other words, keep up with the market. No which markets are experience, experiencing certain shortages or, or and which materials are subject to price escalation. That education is extremely important. And then notify, you know, notify and communicate as much and as early as possible with all the parties involved. What if you're the contract, you know, all parties, the contractor and the owner, the architect, the engineers, uh, suppliers, everybody needs to communicate early and often, and as I mentioned previously with your notice provisions, make sure you're doing it, that notification is being done properly. It's not just a phone call or a text message at eight o'clock at night. You need to make sure it's done formally and properly under your contract. Third, be flexible, offer solutions, whatever. As I mentioned also before, the value engineering process, that kind of give and take between the parties as to flexibility about certain materials, certain times, you know, that, those sorts of things. So just be flexible, be a flexible partner in the construction process and offer solutions. Fourth, 
just like with any issue in construction, communication and documentation are key. Documentation of all these sorts of delays and, and price escalations is vital to preserving your rights on getting price escalation and delay relief. So making sure you have the proper documentation uh, to be able to back all that up is, is I've seen a lot of claims go south without proper documentation and notification. And lastly, general forms, general contracts, general clauses in contracts don't really help you too terribly much. All they're doing is setting the stage for a dispute. So update your contracts and be as specific as you can in addressing this issue. It's an important issue that I don't think is going to go away for a while. It's been something I've been talking about in the industry for at least two years, if not three. And all the indications that I see in the market are that they're going to continue and, and you know maybe level off at some point, but I don't think they're going to go away. So hoping that they go away and not properly and specifically addressing it in your contract is, is not setting yourself up for success on your construction project. So be specific, get your contracts, make sure that they're addressing what you think they're addressing. Michael, thanks so much for this useful and helpful information. You're very welcome. If you have any questions for Michael, his contact information is in the show notes. As always, thanks for listening to Baker Hosts. Comments heard on Baker Hosts are for informational purposes and should not be construed as legal advice regarding any specific facts or circumstances. Listeners should not act upon their information provided on Baker Hosts without first consulting with a lawyer directly. The opinions expressed on Baker Hosts are those of participants appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect those of the firm. For more information about our practices and experience, please visit bakerlaw.com.